As physician aid in dying is legalized in a growing number of jurisdictions, patient inquiries about it are likely to become more common. But even physicians who strongly support or strongly oppose aid in dying may be unsure how to respond when a patient asks about it. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Bernard Lowe, President of the Greenwall Foundation. Dr. Lowe has written a perspective article providing guidance for doctors who are facing conversations about physician aid in dying. Dr. Lowe, can you tell us a bit about the history of physician aid in dying in the United States? When did the movement begin and how did we get to where we are today? Well, physician aid in dying has been suggested for many years. It has been attempted in various countries and in various settings, but only within the last 20 years, starting with Oregon and now states and jurisdictions that comprise about 18% of the U.S. population, have legalized physician aid in dying. And so physicians, certainly in those states, but also in other states, I think, are going to be fielding questions from patients about this topic. So in April, Hawaii became the latest state to legalize physician aid in dying. And as you say, that brings us to about 18% of the U.S. population. What's on the horizon? Are other states looking to pass similar laws? Well, certainly there are bills being introduced, attempts to have measures put on ballots as referenda. And it remains to be seen whether other states will adopt this as well. Certainly there's a lot more activity in trying to ask other states to legalize it. And looking at the patients, what are the primary motivators for a patient to consider physician aid in dying? Primarily, I think it's concerns about what's going to happen to them as their serious illness becomes terminal and they confront the prospect of their death. It's hard for anyone, and this is an option that some people may want to ask about, talk about, and perhaps even request. As far as motivation, it's interesting. It's changed over the years. Originally, people thought of cases where palliative care, expert palliative care, wasn't sufficient to palliate a patient's physical symptoms, so refractory pain from breast cancer, bleeding from an uncontrolled cancer. But now these are not the most common reasons for requests. Reasons have really shifted, so people really talk about People who request or seriously consider aid in dying talk about the fact that their lives no longer seem to be dignified, that they've lost their sense of humanity, that they no longer feel that life is worth living. And these are a somewhat different set of reasons. And one thing that I suggest in the perspective is that doctors need to think through whether, if they're a supporter of physician aid in dying, they would agree to help a patient with any of these reasons or only some of them. Looking at the physicians, do you have a sense of whether the majority of doctors are in favor of or opposed to the idea of physician aid in dying? And what factors are involved in their decisions about whether to participate in it? I think it's important to separate how physicians would vote if it were a referendum on the ballot in an election. And I think physicians probably are similar to the rest of the population. There's been a general increase in polls, if you trust polls, the, the percentage of population who supports physician aid in dying. Certainly professional societies, which formerly were very strongly opposed to legalization, have somewhat modified their stance. But how a physician would vote in an election is not necessarily the same as what he or she would do 
when a patient either brings up the topic with a question or actually asks them for assistance in a state where it's legal. What do state laws have to say about whether physicians can or should be present when patients ingest lethal medications? Do you think that that degree of being involved is an important step? The laws vary somewhat. No state requires their presence. Some states explicitly permit it if the physician wishes. It's a complicated situation. A number of physicians who have participated in physician-assisted diet say that they have found being present at the time very meaningful for the patient, the family, and for them personally. Other physicians feel that they want to be present in case there are questions or last-minute complications that come up, but other physicians are concerned that their presence may make it more difficult for a patient who has ambivalence or changes his mind at the last moment to stop. So I think, again, there's a series of questions that physicians need to think through, say, if they're supporters of legalization. Are they willing to work with a patient to answer questions, to provide palliative care, to even help them through the legal process and to write a prescription. But beyond that, then there are questions of after the prescription is written, what do you do? And one of the questions that physicians, I think, need to decide about is whether they will be present or if not, whether it's possible for someone else, such as a hospice worker, a nurse or volunteer, if the hospice permits it to be present. You say in your article that many physicians may hesitate to make aid in dying a part of their practice because of the intense emotional and time commitment that it might require. So is there concern that as more states legalize aid in dying, there'll be increasing pressure on doctors to participate? Or do you think the number of patients who pursue this option is still going to be fairly small? Well, the evidence from states who have had this for a while, particularly Oregon and Washington State, it's not an overwhelming number of people and the requested. What I would say is these are difficult cases, and they should be difficult. I would never want to see this being routine. And I think many of the physicians who have participated have really been involved in talking with the patient, making sure they understand, helping them with their physical and emotional needs, providing palliative care, really doing their best to relieve the reasons that bring someone to ask for this. It takes a lot of time and it can be very emotionally draining. And some people find that they're only willing to do it sporadically just because it's so emotionally difficult. There are other physicians who have taken this on as, in a sense, almost a primary focus of their practice. And But not everyone is like that, and I think we should all recognize that we want these to be hard, time-consuming, emotionally draining cases. They should not be routine, like starting a patient on medicine for high blood pressure or cholesterol. Finally, and going on from there, should physicians, in your view, be involved in advocating on a broader level for their states to pass or to reject aid and dying laws? How should the voices of physicians be incorporated into these debates? I think physicians, like all citizens, should be participating in these debates, which are are very public and which I think need to be informed. And I support doctors on either side, supporters or opponents, who want to be involved in the political arena, giving reasons for their position. But I think that that's a different realm than when a patient in your practice 
asks you questions about it or actually requests it. And I think how you handle those questions with compassion and openness is important to help patients work through their feelings about their illness and their impending death. One of the things I try to say in the perspective is that opponents of physician-assisted diet can offer a lot to patients by listening, answering their questions, providing compassionate, palliative care. And in a substantial percentage of patients, that allows patients to find reasons to continue to live. Thank you, Dr. Lowe.